and I work across the Cape Cluster Pass, which includes uh, Namakwa, West Coast, Table Mountain and Agulhas. And my role is to look at the research that takes place in our marine protected areas, which are similar to protected areas on land. They're just in the ocean, they're very big. And um, my role is to coordinate and strategize about the kinds of research that we need uh, to make sure that our marine protected areas are um, doing what they are supposed to be doing. Marine protected areas are essentially areas in our ocean where there are restricted activities and this is because our marine resources which are fishing and um, aquaculture and mining are very important economic activities but they can also pose threats to our marine life and we need to make sure that we've got spaces in our ocean where uh, our fish can thrive and they can breathe and um, this is to help ensure that fishing is available for generations to come. So marine protected areas are designed to protect our breeding stock of very important commercial fish species. They're there to protect whole ecosystems and unique ecosystems. For example, here in Cape Town we've got these uh, cab forests with lots of different species and um, it's really important that we have representation of these habitats uh, throughout our marine coastline. Um, so they really are areas that are just like protected areas on land, they are protecting biodiversity um, in our oceans. Protected areas are spaces which have um, controlled or restricted activities. So in marine protected areas, we have different zones allowing for different activities. We've got controlled zones where certain fishing is allowed um, and that allows people to still access the marine protected area um, and benefit from it. And then we've got um, areas which are called uh, no-take zones or restricted zones. And those zones are where most activities are not allowed. So no fishing is allowed, but you can scuba dive, for example. And um, again, this is to ensure that we have um, important species, uh, habitats, behaviors sometimes that are um, representative of the whole coastline, but that don't face the same threats that much of the other coastline faces. So there's um, a very important role that Sandparks plays and that is to ensure that marine protected areas are being managed effectively and um, the research that we do tries to determine whether that is happening. So the objectives of the marine protected areas uh, include um, safeguarding our uh, marine species, uh, such as important blind fish, you know, which we all have for dinner on the weekends or over Easter. And um, the research is aimed to make sure that those fish are in fact are being protected. So uh, we look at um, the number of species in the MPA and the size of species in the MPA and how that compares to outside the MPA. Do we see a difference? Is the MPA in fact offering that protection or not? 
Um, we also do rocky shore work where um, we look at the, um, the shallower coastal areas and the harvesting pressure. So people collecting um, for recreation, you know, muscle parts or for subsistence living. Um, you know, how are they impacting the rocky shores and is it sustainable? Um, and uh, is the MPA doing its job really in uh, making sure that it is sustainable in the future? And then some of the other work that we do is looking at shark research. And um, sharks are very important top predators. They're like the lions and the tigers of the park. And um, they structure the ecosystem in very um, diverse ways. And so what we look at is how effective the marine protected areas are for protecting them, but also how they connect our APAs to other areas. Um, many of these species of shark are quite large and they can travel long distances. And so, um, you know, unlike on land where we usually have fences, to prevent anything coming in or out, we don't have that in the ocean. And so species can move freely between the areas and um, connectivity between marine protected areas is important um, uh, in terms of securing uh, biodiversity and representation along the coast. Um, so, yeah, so sharks are quite a unique animal. They are often uh, very interesting for people to hear about and um, they're also really important in how they structure the ecosystem. So we try to learn more about how they do that. The biggest challenges are working at sea and weather conditions. And um, we will often plan a trip and then uh, we rely on the, the weather forecast and then we wake up and we all plan and we've got everybody together and then the wind is blowing a lot stronger than what was forecast or the waves are a lot bigger than what was forecast and then we can't go out and um, and sometimes we are out at sea and then all of a sudden a storm comes up very quickly and then working in those conditions gets quite rough so um, that's probably one of the, the bigger challenges um, in working at sea and um, and then also dealing with people that might be new to the research and who get a little bit seasick. Um, it's not a nice feeling. Um, but then you have those amazing days at sea where it's calm, there's no wind and your office is uh, surrounded by dolphins and whales and um, it's just you know an incredible environment. And I think one of the challenges in communicating the research around marine protected areas is so many people don't have access to going under the water and seeing what is there. And, um, and so what we're trying to do with the research is use methods that people can visualize. So one of the methods that we use is using cameras underwater so that we can bring that footage to a wider audience and they can actually see what we talk about um, with the diversity and this you know, pretty foreign underwater world um, for many people. So the challenge in communicating the research and the importance of marine protected areas um, is, is that so many people have never seen it for themselves. 
There are a number of uh, what we call citizen science projects and um, scuba divers, for example, uh, participate in a number of these projects. So the best thing would be to contact um, you know, me or, or somebody else um, in a marine biologist position and ask them about those projects if they do go into the water regularly. They can collect all kinds of information on what species do they see, um, you know, you know, what's a unique experience that they had, um, and I think that's one of the, the ways that they can help. But I think that an important thing that people often ask me is how they can contribute to marine conservation. Oh, you know, they live in Johannesburg, how do they contribute to marine conservation? And what people don't realize is even though they might live very far from the ocean, they're still connected to the ocean. And so your everyday choices in what you, what fish you eat in a restaurant can have a very important impact in um, marine conservation because you want to choose species that are um, got healthy populations and don't have destructive methods in how they've been caught. And that kind of information is available freely. Um, it's just about people making the conscious decision. I absolutely love doing marine research. I think that I am incredibly fortunate. I um, get to experience an environment that is changing all the time. It's always different, it's always challenging. And I can give you an example where I can go out into False Bay, go to Seal Island, and there's over 70,000 Cape Fur Seals on the island. And I can watch the cars driving to work on Baden Powell Drive and um, see whales jumping. And so it's an incredible, valuable area of research to be in. And I think that South Africa needs more marine scientists. There's a big gap, and so we need to encourage people to do marine science. Um, and it's, it's really a rewarding job to be in. So my email is going to be available under my profile, so people can, they're welcome to email me. It's uh, alison.cuck at sandparks.org.